Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I am your host, Mike Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. It is Friday, February 5th, 2021. And uh, it looks like teams are turning the page on their 2021 recruiting classes. So we'll go over some of the news. And uh, on top of that, I'll even update you on the early 2022 rankings the 247 Sports Composite Team Rankings. But before we get into that, as I told you earlier on in the week, NCAA College Football, the game, is making its return. And what's unfortunate right now is that it is not going to be with players' names, players' likenesses. Uh, I think that Right now, EA Sports, who was the maker of the game and is going to continue to make the game when it comes back, uh, don't expect a a version to come out here in 21. Uh, There are still some hurdles that they need to jump over uh, on top, not just uh, the NIL importance of it, uh, getting the the, the players paid, which is the right thing to do, which is exactly why uh, Ed O'Bannon back in the early 2000s decided, you know what, actually it was in the, it was in the early, early 2010s, I'm sorry, um, you know what, I, I, I can't sit here and, uh, you know, watch these video games take players' likenesses without paying them. A uh, $50 million lawsuit ensued, and poof, games are gone. All NCAA games are gone. College hoops, college baseball, everything, everything, gone. It was a sad day. The sad day in the video game world is one of my favorite games. Uh, I even went as far as a couple years ago uh, purchasing an Xbox 360, which I had sold because I bought the new Xbox specifically just to play NCAA college football again. And so when I saw the news, I was extremely happy. Uh, like most of you should be. It, it's To me, it was one of the funnest games. It was a game that I, I grew up playing uh, we played a lot in college, uh, that along with Halo, uh, Bond, GoldenEye on N64. Yeah, the nerd's coming out at me. That's right. The nerd is coming out. But nevertheless, this is important. And the reason why it's important is because yesterday there was legislature that was brought up about NIL. And it was about limiting the player's ability to make money. The NCAA wants to put a cap on this. Just like the NCAA puts a cap on how much time players can practice, how much time a player who needs to support himself without the scholarship money that they're given is able to work during a week. Yeah, that's right. If you didn't know, the NCAA puts sanctions on whether or not, especially during the season, if you can work a job or not. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. Everything that you do for your school, it's under the restrictions of the NCAA. And for them to say, hey, you know what? We we don't want you to do this. We don't want you to do that. You can do this. You can do that. It's ridiculous. A governing body like that has too much power. Way too much power. And the legislature pretty much said that they can make as much money as they want. And I can't disagree with that. Look at anybody who can get online, create a channel, uh, say on YouTube, 
at taking ad revenue, right? The NCAA, and say they only, you know, it's it's not all that well done. You know, there's not a lot of production value in it. It's just a guy or a girl sitting in front of a camera talking about something that is, you know, gets the people's attention. Who even knows? Well, an NCAA football player wouldn't be allowed to do that. They wouldn't be allowed to make money on that because the NCAA says no. But in all honesty, there is nothing, there should be nothing stopping a free market. A 16, if a 16-year-old in high school can go and do that, why can't a 19-year-old in college do that? Makes no sense. And so I'm really happy to see this kind of legislature come out saying that these young men should not be stopped from making money and as much money as possible. Because we all know how it works. There are some guys in college that are stars that won't make it to the NFL. And if they do make it to the NFL, they'll fizzle out in two or three years. Not everyone makes it in the NFL. Remember, it's not a guarantee. Just because you play high-level college football doesn't mean you're going to make it to the league. It doesn't. But what this does ensure is that during their time in college, they'll be able to make a living. An honest living. And they can potentially make a living past that because of things that they're going to learn. Yeah, everyone makes the argument about the scholarship. Oh, well, it's $50,000 a year, blah, 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 this and that. Well, guess what? They're talking about getting rid of all debt associated with colleges right now. The Biden administration is. They're talking about it. So there goes that point straight out the window. What's next? There is nothing. You don't have anything. Yes, you can argue that $50,000 a year for four to five years is a significant amount of money. I'm not saying that it's not. But to limit those players to not potentially making more money off of what they're bringing in through the school, millions and millions of dollars, TV revenue, Jersey sales, memorabilia, game day, whatever it may be. Yeah. Those players need to get paid 100%. They need a cut of what's going on. So hopefully NIL happens soon. You'd love to see it because in all honesty, these, these young men, they work their asses off. And they don't see a lot in return. And I'd like to see them get a little bit more in return monetarily. So it's not just to help them. So they can help their families. A lot of these athletes come from broken homes or, you know, bad economic situations, especially right now. Let's be real here. The majority of, of collegiate football players, they if they didn't get a scholarship, they would struggle to pay for college, just like the rest of us. Just like a lot of the the majority of people. When you go to college, you leave with a huge debt. Huge debt. And for an 18-year-old, does it make sense for them to, to, to go to college sometimes and put themselves in a $200,000, probably more, hole? No. 
really does sometimes in some situations. I mean, obviously some things you have to, you know, I don't know if, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer, you got to go to school. But there are other professions where you don't need an education. Not at all. But I still think that this legislature that was introduced is the right one. It's the right way to go. The players need to get paid. The players should have unlimited payment as long as they have parameters. I think the parameters are going to be as long as they're not in season. You know, that makes sense to me. But it is what it is right now. We'll continue to monitor the situation. But uh, going forward, uh, no names, likenesses for collegiate players when NCAA football returns, unless they change the NIL. And they start paying these young men because I think it makes sense. I'll pay a couple extra dollars if the game, you know, the majority of video games are $60, right? That money, really, that, that number hasn't changed in a long time. Maybe it's gone up a little bit. Uh, from 50 to 60 uh, over the past 20 years. But inflation really hasn't hit the market. I mean, consoles are a little bit more money. You know, a new PlayStation 5, that's 500. It used to be 200, 300. But there is a small, there is a $300 option. It's a digital option, but it's an option. If the NCAA game was $100, and I knew that, Fifty dollars, forty of those dollars, because like I said, games are sixty about sixty dollars right now. If forty of those dollars were were getting allotted to the players, I'm a hundred percent good with that. One hundred percent good with that. Pay the players, pay them. All right, like I said, the 2022 recruiting class is uh, now the focus. Yeah, there's there's still a little bit of time to sign some guys, but there's not a lot of players who did not sign in this second period, in the first couple of days. We're not seeing a lot of guys. Not at all. No commitments in the 21 class inside the Big Ten. I think there's just one real guy that's out there. That's J.G. Timoel uh, for Ohio State. Uh, he's He wanted to visit, make some visits. He's a guy. But there's not, aside from that, I, I really haven't seen many other guys that said that they're going to wait. So with that in mind, teams have focused their attention on the 22 class. Rutgers yesterday got Tosh White, offensive tackle, in-state guy. Well, they added, I'm sorry, two days ago. Yesterday, they added Nelson Montenegro. And uh, that one was a big one. Uh, 6'7", 260 pounds, Arizona State, Kentucky, West Virginia, Syracuse. It's a solid offer list at this point in time. Better than White's was. White uh, really was early. And so is this young man, Nelson. But Rutgers, they're making some moves. They're making some moves because it's still early. But really, when you think about it, it's not that early. Nine months away from the initial signing period, the early signing period. So that means that they're going to go and sign some more players. And a lot more players, actually. Because Rutgers actually is off to a really, really good start. But the school that's off to the best start, not only in the Big Ten, but in the country, are the Buckeyes. They have 10 current commitments right now. They have the number one overall class in the country, led by Quinn Ewers, the number one ranked quarterback in the country. Three five-stars, six four-stars. 
for their class. Number one overall in the country. Penn State, they didn't have a great 21 class. Let's be real here. Lower numbers. But what James Franklin's doing is he's showing that was a blip in the radar. Yeah, they still finished in the top 25. Remember that. They did. And that's considered down year for recruiting it for Penn State. Well, looks like 2022 is not going to be a down year in recruiting for Penn State. They are currently third in the country. They have eight commits. Those are the only two schools inside the top 10 right now for the Big Ten. Like I said, Rutgers is off to a great start. Montenegro, White, and three other commitments, I'm sorry, total of five, gives them the 13th ranked class in the country. Yeah, that's right. Greg Channel is doing some great things on the recruiting side in his second go-around there. In Piscataway, Michigan got four commits right now, 17th overall in the country. They're doing a good job early on. So is Maryland. There's one thing that Mike Loxley has shown that he can do is recruit. He might not have the same on-field success, but geez, that man can recruit. Five commits right now, 20th overall in the country. Solid a start. Purdue, another team last year, really struggled. I'm talking really, really struggled. Second to worst last second to last team in the Big Ten in twenty one. One spot, a slight smidge ahead of the Illini. Very slight. Right now they only have two commits, but it's good for twenty seventh overall in the country. Good start. Early start for the Purdue twenty two class. Jeff Brom needs a good one here. Big time. Michigan State two spots below them. Twenty ninth overall. They've got three commits. Iowa with one commit, 32nd overall. Remember, it is early, so not all Big Ten teams are going to be on here because not every team currently has a commit. Iowa just won, but their commit is pretty good. Wisconsin also just won. Their commit, fairly good, puts them at 46 overall in the country. And that's it. No other team in the conference has any commitments in the 22 class. Remember, it's early. It's really early, but it's always nice to get off to a fast start. It really, really is. All right, uh, a couple notes before we recap the games from last night on the basketball side of things. It looks like the report that the conference tournament was going to be moved from Chicago to Indianapolis. Uh, that came out a couple weeks ago. Well, it looks like that is being closer and closer to uh, confirming that one. Uh, that should happen. You know, the Big Ten should come out and confirm it soon. Um, you know, this this is not surprising. It makes tons of sense, especially with the NCAA tournament being held in the state of Indiana uh, in different locations, but still in the state. It uh, gives the conference a little leg up on getting into the bubble there because uh, Big Ten's going to send a lot of teams, a lot of teams. And then former Michigan State basketball player Matt Ishby, uh, he donated $32 million dollars to the athletic department. The majority of that is going to go to the basketball, I'm sorry, the football team. But the basketball team's getting a couple million. Uh, some of the other sports are getting a couple million. That's a that's a big time donation from a, a player who, uh, you know, obviously made it well in the business world and didn't necessarily make it well on the court after his career was over. Speaking of the court, wow, Ohio State went into Iowa City and knocked off the Hawkeyes. The Buckeyes are on this unbelievable run. Uh, I knocked them early. 
uh, due to the fact that I thought they were small and that they were going to struggle with teams that had more size than they did. Well, that's not the case. They've, they've got two huge road wins against two of the better teams in the Big Ten. That's the Illini and now the Hawkeyes. And in my estimation, those two teams have the two best big men in the conference, Luka Garza and Kofi Coburn. And when you can negate size like the Buckeyes have done, I think their tallest player is 6'8". They don't have a 7-footer. 6'8", that's small. That is small in this day and age of college basketball. Most teams have at least one 7-footer. Buckeyes don't have anyone close. But they do it with a a great rotation. They find the right guys. Uh, Chris Holtman is one of the better coaches, and and I, I don't think he gets enough credit. He's one of the better coaches in the country, not just in the conference. And they're on a roll. They are tracking right now towards potentially getting a number one seed. Uh, Michigan's tracking that same way. Uh, Iowa's on the downside of things now. They, they might drop out of the top 10, but m- not far out of it with this loss. Man, the Buckeyes, they are coming on strong. 89-85 win. Uh, they had to battle in the second half. They were uh, they were down at halftime a couple points. Uh, they made it up back and forth, back and forth. Uh, looked like Iowa was going to really close it down on the Buckeyes, but they charged hard at the end and got a huge road win in a top 10 matchup in the Big Ten. That one's going to go a long way to the selection committee, in my estimation. Really, really is. Rutgers held home court against Minnesota, a 76-72 win for the Scarlet Knights. Geo Baker scored eight of his 16 points in the final few minutes of the game to help seal the deal for Rutgers. And uh, I think this, uh, you know, when you look at these two teams, uh, both of them at one point in time were ranked inside the top 25. Uh, If they continue what they're doing, I do think that they're probably going to make the NCAA tournament as well. So uh, it's been pretty, pretty nice, uh, you know, showing for the Big Ten this year on the basketball side of things. And speaking of that, a quick little preview of what to expect this weekend uh, one game on Friday night, Maryland and Penn State Saturday's got a triple header. The game at the front end of it, that's the one to watch. Wisconsin goes to Champaign, takes on the Fighting Illini in a top 25 matchup. Uh, Purdue hosts Northwestern, and Michigan State tries to rebound from getting back on the court. Uh, they've looked bad, but here's a rebound game for them. They've got Nebraska at the nightcap, 5.30, at home. And then on Sunday, uh, just one game there, uh, Iowa tries to get back on the winning side of things as they go to Bloomington to take on the Hoosiers. And that will do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. Once again, I appreciate the listen. Uh, go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten. I'm, I'm ready to reviews and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great weekend, Big Ten fans. I'll talk to you on Monday morning.